Hallelujah! Woo! Hallelujah! Praise the Most High! What's up, family? Oh, man, I am on fire today! I feel so good today. I woke up, got my prayer on, had a few revelations from the Most High. I'm entering into a, a new vow of separation. Going to separate myself for 40 days starting tonight on the Sabbath. I'm not sleeping in the same room as my wife. I'm not even going to touch her in any way that is close to sexual. I'm going to try to stay off of social media only to preach, not to browse around. I'm going to dig deep into prayer. I am going to dig deep into the word. I am going to dig deep. I'm going to start fasting. I'm not going to be eating choice meats like Daniel. I'm not going to be eating meat. I am going to do sort of like a Ramadan style prayer where they only eat at night and fast during the day. That's exactly what I'm going to do. My own fasting, my own devotion and dedication. The word does say in the New Testament that uh, to separate yourselves from your wife and to pray but for only a time so that your prayers may not be hindered. Only for a time. So it does tell us to separate ourselves for prayer. So I looked at that verse, came to my thoughts, and I'm like, you know what? I already knew what I had to do. And I haven't spoken this out into the universe yet until now. So the enemy is aware of my plans now. Usually I don't like to speak things out into the world, not to give an enemy a clue of my next move. But now he knows. Now they're quickly devising a scheme and a plan against this. But you know what? This is going to test my devotion. It's going to test my obedience to the Most High. Especially now when the enemy has my plan. But you see, my plans and the plans of the Most High are different as well. I could even go even deeper while I'm in the vow. So while I'm thinking that I'm just going to do these little things here and there, I might even go deeper and not even save the things that I'm going to be doing. Like, that's how the Most High works. I don't run on my strength either. My strength comes from above. Hallelujah. So family, I'm outside right now. You know how I like to preach, how I like to talk to you. I don't like being stuck in a room in front of a computer and preaching the word. I mean, I would like to have scripture in front of me. But I feel like if I have the scripture in front of me, everything is just predetermined. And I'm not allowing the Holy Spirit to flow and for me to speak words that are coming from the deepest parts of my inner being. So that's why I get a thought. Like I always say, I get a thought in my head and I go with it. And today, I've been preaching, I've been speaking so much about obedience. Obedient, obedient. We have to be obedient. Because here is why. In the end time, he is going to come after his church. You are without excuse. You have the word right in front of you. 
you have the most high. You have a channel, an open channel to the most high through prayer. And he tells you exactly what you need to do. You know what you need to give up. He shows you your sin. You know what you need to stop. What you need to start doing. What you need to stop. What you need to start. He shows it to you. And if you're not obedient with the little things that he gives you. If, if you're not faithful why would he be faithful to you and, and give you the keys of heaven? As the, most, as the Most High told Yeshua and Yeshua told his disciples. Yeshua, the Messiah, has the keys of heaven and earth. And we are to be like him, like his image. Are you getting where I'm going here? We are putting the image of the Messiah. So it's like we become the Messiah. Hello. You, it's, it's okay to think this way. We're not saying, he's, he did not say that we, the, the student will be better than the master. The student will be as the master. We are going to reflect and be the image of the Messiah. The Messiah is going to take the right hand seat of the Most High. Come on, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the goosebumps right now. Hallelujah. We are created in His image. The sun is the image of, of the Most High. We are to be clothed with Yeshua, with the Messiah. We are to be clothed with the Holy Spirit, with righteousness. We cannot be clothed with righteousness, with the Messiah, when we are still hanging on to unclean things. When I say unclean things... I'm, it's very broad. I mean hatred. I mean aggression. I mean jealousy. I mean idolatry. Idolatry could be your favorite show. We spend hours binge watching a show, but we can't spend hours binge watching binge watching uh, shows about the Most High on YouTube. We spend hours reading articles about celebrities. But when it comes to reading the word, we start getting sleepy. Hello. It's a reason why we have to pray against that. We have to pray against that. Because we, there is an enemy. We keep forgetting the fact that there is an enemy out to destroy the elite. To worry. The, right, the book of Revelation says that the woman, the beast, will make war against the saints to tire them, to tire us down, to weary us down, to make us weary. Why? So that we won't preach the gospel, so that we won't get on our knees in intercessory prayer, to hinder our prayers. That's the, that's the only thing that they could do. They have no power over us. They could only try to weary us down, to tire us down, so that we might not preach the good news to other people, so that we might not bind strongholds that are in our family's life. That we might be too tired, too distracted, too stressed to get into a fast, to get into a, a prayer, a long prayer session. 
The enemy has no power. We got to stop being afraid. Family, I've had conversations with witches. They had the medallion of uh, Baphomet. The, that, that, you know, the face of Baphomet right on their chain, on their the medallion. And I'm here with my corta, my religious garment, my tzitzis, my beard. And we're having a casual conversation. I, I didn't want to. I was forced to because it was work. But I'm not afraid. And once again into that conversation with me, a spiritual conversation, it's a wrap. I will speak the truth. But it didn't get that far. We spoke about work. About work. I've had a witch, demon worshiper, bound by chains, come up to me. Check this out. I have a video on this on Instagram, brother.elishima. I was in Starbucks. And I felt like it was just like an appointment. I, I went there for an appointment for this lady to remind her of the kingdom. So I was at Starbucks waiting, just kill, you know, just wasting time. I don't want to say wasting time because, you know, words have powerful meaning. I was there spending my time waiting for my next job, using my time uh, reading and talking to my wife, waiting just for my next task to start. This lady comes up to me, pointy black nails. She has paint, like this purple paint on her neck, on her hands, on her body. Just wearing a whole bunch of like black stuff. She like she was just weird. She had stockings that were ripped. Um, like her teeth were like ugly, super ugly. She asks me for a dollar. So I look at her, and you know, I started, you know, I forgot. I had a small, brief conversation with her. I was like, "Yeah, I got a dollar for you." I start opening, and then she asks me for two dollars. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, "Wow, that's all I have." And I was like, and I told her, I was like, whoa, first you say one dollar, then you say, thank you, thank you. This guy almost running me over. Like, people have no patience. The little guy is clearly out, out saying that I could walk. And this guy's like trying to play chicken with me. Hit me and you'll get cursed. <laughs> anyway, that was just a distraction of the story, right? And as I'm, as I'm, and I, and I tell her, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I, I, t I told her, oh, first you asked for one dollar, now you say two, and she, and she smiles and starts laughing. And I was like, I'm sorry, I, I could only give you one, because I usually like to spread out, you know, my money to other homeless people. If I give somebody a whole five dollars, I won't be able to, and I'll give them a word, I won't be able to spread word to other people and spread that dollar, you know, to other people. You could get a, a slice of pizza for a dollar. I'd rather feed five people physically and spiritually than just one person so I gave her the dollar and I look at her and I was like the kingdom's almost coming and that's all I said I don't know why I didn't mention anything of anything else I was like you know the kingdom's almost coming right she was like like she kind of shook her head a little bit like what and I was like the kingdom's almost coming and then she lowers her glasses looks at me with like a, a serious look she turns around. Oh, by the way, she was also eating Campbell's from a Campbell's soup from the can. Cold. I would have noticed if it was hot because you would have seen the little tiny smoke coming up. 
and you don't just cook Campbell's inside the can either. You don't put that in the microwave. So it was definitely cold. She looks at me with a serious look, turns around, throws my dollar in the trash. Goes one way and then walks back the other way. She didn't didn't know where she was going. Confused. She had an appointment with me to remind her that the kingdom is coming. I also feel like she thought, you know, she knew who I was, but she didn't think I was going to say that. She thought she was going to come to me and, and test me to see if I would give her the dollar or not. Probably, she probably didn't think I was going to give her the dollar. And she probably thought that I was going to, she was going to scare me. And neither of those two things happened. Why? Because greater is he that is in me than the evil spirit that was in her. After she left, I thought like, you know, oh man, what about if she was so mad that she like threw the Campbell's can at me? You got, I mean, I got to expect that. But then I felt like the Most High told me, you know, that I'm protected. See, that was another fear, fearful thought that came into my head from the enemy, not to preach the truth, not to preach the gospel, the kingdom, not to usher in the kingdom, not to bind strongholds. It is going to come a time where he is going to try to instill fear into you. Not only that type of fear where you see those ugly people, but fear of maybe losing things, material things in your life. Like losing your job or something. You have the perfect opportunity to preach to somebody about something at your job regarding a situation. To, to say a good word to them. And you don't because you get the thought like, oh, you're not supposed to preach religion in your job. Listen, family, I have preached in every single job that I have had. I've preached the gospel. Every single job. Every job that I've had, I have preached. And I have spoken about the good news. So you can't say that you're scared about losing your job because you're not supposed to preach religion. Because if you are of the son of the most high, and if you're walking in the spirit, he will protect you. And if you lose your job, you'll get something better. Come on. Come on, family. There's no excuse. We are priests. Priests sent out into darkness to be a light. How can we be a light if we are keeping that light underneath and covered? We have to expose the light so it could shine, so others can see the light. It can see how bright it is, how beautiful this light is. Family, where people will say, where do you get your joy from? All this stuff is happening to you, yet you are still full of joy. What? What is it? How come? How come you still have so much energy to preach? How come you still have so much joy after everything that's happening? Look at Job. If you read your Bible, you'll, you'll see the book of Job. He doesn't curse the Most High. I'm taking out money right now. Gotta pay child support. Speaking about joy, I am in joy, right? 
I'm here at the ATM taking out money for child support. Which, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't want to get into that, that conversation. Just other than, you know, I disagree with this whole child support. I believe that, it's only, that child support should only be for distant fathers. And not fathers that are actually trying to be active and engaged in their, in their children's life. Like if you if you could if I'm, if you ask me you know my, my you know my daughter needs this or your your kid needs that just ask and it will be given to you. If the roles were switched, I would not ask the other parent uh, for child support. I would not. And a lot of a lot of these cases, the parent I'm sorry to say this don't even use the money for the child. They save rent. Oh, yeah, it goes to rent, it goes to bills. So the kid, your kid, your child is paying rent then. That's what you're saying. Your child at nine years old, at two years old, at five years old is paying rent. When it's supposed to be your responsibility to, or your husband to provide a household for you and your family. It is not your child's responsibility. Wow, I just got revelation. Like, I just, this thought just came to me. Cool. Your child pays for your rent. Helps pay rent. <laughs> if you use child support money to help pay the bills, then your child pays bills. Then that means that they should have a say of what goes on in the house, right? Or no? Anyways, back to the subject at hand. I'm joyful. And I'm walking right now to the courtroom. To pay child support Which is right next to the transportation Center to go to New York He put it right next to each other Not to inconvenience me um, They don't garnish my check Because I, I'm not working in a regular 9 to 5 Where I, they could easily deposit it out I'm freelancing now um, Still haven't worked out How the, the whole taxes you know, how, how to do, work the tax I'm going to figure that out later when tax season comes Well I'll probably skip this year I don't know what to do with that yet, family, to be honest. That's all confusing to me. Might have to, like, hire an accountant or whatever. The most high knows my heart. I'm not trying to scheme. I'm not trying to scam. I'm trying to keep money. If I got to pay, I'll pay. Anyway, here I am giving you a little piece of my life as an example because I don't want to be a hypocrite and preach a life and, and, and preach experiences that, that I'm, I myself am not experiencing, that I'm not going through. Everything that I, that I preach, that I speak about, is because I lived it, it's because I thought about it, I processed it, I spoke about it with the Most High, and I'm living it. I'm not going to uh, be out here and be a hypocrite. And stand out here and say, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. We should be doing this, we should be doing that. And I'm over here doing something else. It is time that the righteous people, the righteous seed, the righteous remnant, the set-apart remnant of the Most High starts moving forward and shining their lights and stop being cowards. Stop being fearful of what might happen to them. What might happen to their jobs. It is time we, we go out 
boldly preach the gospel boldly bind strongholds loose blessings this is what we are called to do the remnant the seed the seed the sealed will be preaching light and if you don't find yourself doing uh, what I'm speaking it takes time get yourself in your prayer closet lock the door Avoid all the distractions. Tell your family, your children, your husband, your wife, I need like 20 minutes. Give me 30 minutes. Don't even knock on the door. I don't want to hear nothing. Please, do not disturb me. I told my wife in the past, I'm in the middle of prayer, and she asks me a question. I finish praying. I'm like, do not disturb me again when I'm praying. I told her with a serious face, don't do that again. When I am praying, it could wait. Unless the house is burning, it could wait. If the house is burning, it could wait a few more seconds. Unless we have my kids there, <laughs> then we're rushing out. But it's happened before. I've been praying. It has it happened like twice already. She hasn't done it again. She's learned. But it's a process. It's a learning. That's my job also as a husband is to wash, sanctify my wife through the word. To be a leader. And she's catching on quickly. You know, I learned so much from her as well. Get into that prayer closet and ask the Most High to reveal your sin. He will show you your sin. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. When the Israelites was in the desert, uh, I forgot, I think it was Korah, or one of the Israelites had an idol dug in the earth. There was sin in the camp. The whole household got, got sunk into the earth. It was the sin of the father, the head of the household. Yet the whole family, the whole household paid for the sin. You have to remove sin from your life, from your household, from your talk, from your eyes. From your ears. You got to get rid of it completely. Get rid of it. Set no unclean thing before your eyes. And he will accept you. And he will show you things. He cannot give you thoughts when your, your thoughts are dirty. You got to clean your thoughts first. Get rid of that sin. That's been latching on to you. Get rid of the guilt, the resentment. If you don't know how to, ask. It's very simple, yet it's so hard. Lower your pride. It all comes down to pride. Just lower your pride and just ask the Father, Abba, the provider, the sustainer, the redeemer for help. Father Abba, I cannot do this on my own. Please look upon me. Look upon my distress. And heal me. Help me. Enable me to do your will. To do as you will. Well, everyone, got to go inside this building here. I hope everyone has a blessed day. No, I'm sorry. I don't want to hope. You see? That, that, that speech, we're, we're giving words of life and death. I'm not hoping. You will have a blessed day today. That's how we have to think. 
Have a blessed day today. Be blessed today. Speak about the kingdom. Speak life into somebody. So, brother Elisha, I love you. I love you all. In the name of the Son, Yahusha. Amen.